This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Bringing you a common sense and fresh perspective to creating a just society. This is Common Sense on Social Justice. You'll get equipped with the tools you need to carry out social justice right where you are. Now, here's the host of Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis. And thank you so much for joining us. I am so glad that you are here today and that you've joined us. This is our monthly December, our monthly news podcast. And I gave it away that it's for the month of December. Uh, it is uh, that time headed towards Christmas uh, when this is being recorded. But if you're listening in the far future, 150 years from now, that will make no sense to you. But anyways, uh, in our news, I like to give uh, talk about things, items that are making news. But I also like to talk about uh, positive news items that don't make the, the typical media outlets and key to give a positive aspect to positive news, show you where uh, justice is actually being realized. And also to, um, uh, just talk about maybe some of the more negative news items, but show you how you can, uh, help change things and bring justice where you are. Uh, concerning those news items, our first item we're going to cover today is the growing gun violence in our cities. The fact is, over the past few years, the gun violence has just uh, gotten out of control in our cities uh, between gangs, uh, drug dealers, or, or whoever it may be, uh, domestic violence uh, um, cases. Uh, there are uh, drug uh, or gun issues uh in the city where I live in Portland, there was a uh, nearly 24-hour standoff between a man who had shot and killed his wife at home and then uh, the entire police department, practically, FBI and different agencies had to surround the home and the man kept shooting at police every time they, they uh, would approach the home and some police were shot. Uh, in the process, and they end up eventually having to use a robot to go into the house and arrest the man. Gun violence is on the rise in our cities. And as we begin the story, I wanted to give some uh, some statistics. The latest statistics I could get was from the year 2019. And in 2019, the uh, amount of gun violence in England was up 4%. 4%. In Australia, uh, according to service agencies, the... Uh, gun violence was up 9%. In Canada, it was up 39%. And in the U.S., according to the FBI, in the U.S., gun violence was up 73%. That is sad. That is so sad that we would be so violent to each other. Uh, according to uh, University of California, Davis campus their health department that 39,707 deaths were from firearms in 2019 
Now, this is not an anti-gun statement. I want to make that clear that this episode is not about getting rid of the Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. It's not about anti-guns, but rather an alarm ringing of the growing violence that exists in our world, no matter what country you live in. Uh, there's an uh, just an alarming rate of, of violence against each other as brothers and sisters. And I believe that the main reason, and I've said this many times in different episodes, but the main reason is because we see separation between each other. We see separation between each other. We uh, be- do not recognize that Every human is made in God's image. We do not recognize that we all, as St. Thomas Aquinas says, we all come from God and are returning to God. And if we really saw that, you know, I think of how at the beginning of Mass we recite the Nicene Creed, and in that we say that Christ is consubstantial, with the Father. But if we all come from God, we're consubstantial with each other. We all come from the same substance, the same creator. And when we see separation between each other, that's when we become violent. And when I, we have to recognize that when I kill my brother or my sister, then I am killing myself. When Paul, St. Paul, before he was St. Paul, he was Saul, he was persecuting the Christians. He was the, the followers of Jesus, he was having them put to death. And then Jesus appears to Paul in a vision and says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Notice he didn't say, why are you persecuting the church? Why are you persecuting my followers? No, he said, why are you persecuting me? Because you see, there is no separation between us and Jesus. You see. What I do to you affects me, and what I do affects you. Recently in Portland, this year, it's the year 2021, recently in Portland, there have we've gone over 1,000 shootings, gun shootings for the year. And the mayor has crippled the police so that the police cannot take action in those circumstances. Now, yes, you must have a police presence in order to hold back violence, but there's only one way to get rid of violence altogether, and that is a change of the human heart. There has to be a change of the human heart. And so what we really need to do, rather than saying we need more police presence, we need to get rid of guns, no. What we actually need to pray for is a change of heart because when people truly love their enemies or love their neighbors as themselves, then they will not be violent to their neighbor. Spread love wherever you are. You really want to make a difference in the rising gun violence? Spread love wherever you are. Pray for a change of heart. When people have a true change of heart, then they will no longer be violent. I know from my own life, my own experience, that I've had violent thoughts towards others and I've been in fights with people, but I don't do that anymore because God has changed my heart. 
And then when that happens, you begin to love others. Now, let's talk about a positive story. I'm, I'm kind of excited about this story. I have done work in Kenya among the poor. If you get a chance to go to Kenya, you got to see it. It's a beautiful country, uh, beautiful, lush country for the most part. Parts that are experiencing famine, but it's a beautiful country, beautiful people there. And this is a positive story that shows how justice can come about. Uh, there's a, This is uh, from a Kenyan newspaper uh, the, called The Nation. And the title of the article, Uncharted Waters, Meet the uh, Female Coxswains of Lake Turkana. And Lake Turkana is a beautiful part of Kenya, not too far from the area that I work up in Eldoret. But the story is about these two women who decide in an industry where women are not accepted that they were just going to uh, do what they loved and wanted. It says, uh, the article reads, At Ebenezer Landing Bay on the shores of Lake Turkana are two women who lead uh, rescue missions and safety operations in Lake Turkana. Currently, they are training fishermen on boat riding and safety, and in the event of an emergency on the lake, they are tasked with leading the rescue mission. Joseph Ikuru, who has fished in the lake for 40 years, says he never imagined he would set eyes on a female coxswain. Ebenezer Landing Bay on the shores of Lake Turkana is a beehive of activity. Fishers prepare their gear. Others are servicing their boats while some are ferrying their catch and you will not miss to notice tourists sunbathing on the sandy shores. And Lake Turkana is a beautiful area, by the way. It's full of fl flamingos, uh, hippopotamus, and, and so on. But uh, it says in the midst of all these, two women stand out, Julie Samal and Judy Akai. Akia is how you say it. They are tra uh, trailblazer coxswains who broke the cultural stereotypes to train as boat crew. They now lead rescue missions and safety operations in Lake Turkana, the world's largest desert lake. It was in 2013 when my employer, Carrillo Valley Development Authority, seeking the boat safety gap in Lake Turkana, decided to offer scholarship to anyone willing to train on maritime, maritime welfare. Together with my Pierre and two men, we took up the task and went to Bandari College to train, as Coxwain said, Miss Samal, a mother of two. And she shares her story remembering the experiences uh, of that uh, training. And she says she recalls being warned that they would never get husbands <laughs> because they decided to break this cultural stereotype. Uh, she said it was not an easy task for us because we had to go through rigorous training with men, but our resilience and determination kept us going until we successfully completed the training. Uh, and it goes on to explain what they had to face in the training and that currently they are training fishermen on boat riding and safety and are tasked with leading. Notice that they're tasked with leading uh, rescue missions. I, I love that. Uh, says they also take passengers to various destinations around the lake, as well as transporting fishermen and tourists to the th lake's three islands. Joseph Akiro, who has fished on the lake for, uh, excuse me, I jumped backwards in the article, but rather, uh, uh, it just goes on to talk about experiences they've had with the high waves on the lake 
how you monitor the lakes, and so on. But now that they have broken the cultural stereotype, it talks about how that now it has become normalized for females to be involved uh, in this industry. And I wanted to share that story with you. I love, love the story because it really brings home the principles that we've taught in these podcast and it shows it in real life these women did not form a protest they didn't use violence they didn't block traffic they didn't do all of that to change the culture all they did was showed up to work they just showed up and they were told you'll never get husbands by being involved in something like this you'll you know you can't do this you can't keep up physically with the men and they just did it anyways. They just, all they did was just showed up each day to training. And now they've changed the industry and brought equality for women in that region and in that industry. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that the kind of news that's fun to listen to? Isn't that the kind of news you want to hear? We always hear so much negativity in the news and there you go. There's a positive item that where justice was realized right where these women were. They didn't go to a foreign country. They stayed right there in Takana Lake, Kenya. Stayed right there in their neighborhood and simply showed up where they weren't supposed to be showing up and changed. And and the people are delighted in it. They love it. And now they're not just part of it. They're leading the rescue missions. You see... That's how you bring justice. That's how it happens. Simple. Simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. I'm sure it was not easy for them to face what they knew they were going to face, but they saw justice realized right where they were. And you can do the same as well. Now for our next item. I want to talk about the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan. Uh, this has been happening for some time. I wanted to share this earlier, but wasn't able to, but I want to share it now in this episode that the United States, as we all know, has withdrawn all the forces from Afghanistan and they did it in a very quick manner uh, with no cooperation with allies. And now the Taliban terrorists have taken over. And because the Taliban terrorists have taken over, uh, things in Afghanistan are now back to square one for women. Women had gained freedom. They had gained rights as women. And now the Taliban has taken back over. Sadly, women are back to square one with no freedom or no rights or no recognition of their humanity. Now, how should, I guess the question we need to ask first, should the United States have withdrawn from Afghanistan? Yes. We cannot stay there forever, and that was a long, drawn-out military effort. However, the withdrawal uh, from Afghanistan should have been little by little. In order for it to be a just withdrawal of the military, it should have been done little by little, ensuring that there was security and a free government established in each region one at a time. They should have withdrawn each little region at a time, ensured security and a free government that was strongly established before going on to the next region. The fact is, 
sadly, that there are extremists who believe in violence, control, oppression of women, and so on. And in order for there to be a good solution, there has to be an alliance of nations agreeing on the solution, not just one nation acting independently as the U.S. appears to have done in this situation. Uh, the U.S. government, I believe, as I've observed, and, and I looked at different news sources to get as much facts as I could on the situation, and it appears that the U.S. government acted very foolishly. Uh, and I would say, based upon the results, now that we have Americans that are trapped in Afghanistan, pray for them to be able to escape safely. The whole handling of the thing was a debacle. It was done wrong beginning to end and in the middle as well. You got to have an alliance of to, to, to agree on a solution. Uh the, this debacle happened because the U.S. was acting independently with no thought of how these actions would impact local people. It was a totally unjust action. In a just withdrawal uh, of a military from a nation, there, would be ex there should have been extensive talks, extensive talks with local people and allies on a good plan to stabilize the country little by little, not all at once. So pray for those people. What can you do about it? I think the main thing right now is pray. And maybe even write your senator, write your congressman, and tell them we were wrong in how we handle this and they need to do something to fix it now. Not just act like they're fixing it, but really fix the problem. And then finally, let's talk about our final news item today, and that is the riots in our cities. I live in Portland, Oregon, the riot capital of the United States. It seems these days everybody's wanting to bomb this building and that thing and, and create riots. Now, to be in all honesty, Portland makes the news for these grand riots. But the fact is, people here, they go about their day. They go to work. Uh, the riots are only in a very small pocket of the city and uh, if there wasn't any news covering it, you would hardly even notice it happened. I've looked around the right areas, and yes, there's some damaged buildings and some missing statues, but it's really not affecting the general population whatsoever. Uh, Portland recently, though, experienced a riot that did cause a half a million dollars in damage to businesses. $500,000 in to damage to local businesses that had nothing to do with anything. You see, riots do not work. I want to emphasize that to you. Riots do not work. Listening to each other and working together does work. But what riots do is just makes the other side more angry. You know, like when somebody yells at you. You ever have somebody like your spouse yell at you or a friend yell at you? What do you do? You just tune them out, right? Nobody likes to be yelled at. And when somebody yells at you, you just tune them out. And when they yell at you regularly on a regular basis, you really tune them out, right? You roll your eyes in your head and like, oh, here we go again. And with protests that are constant and with constant rioting, what does everybody do? They just roll their eyes in their head and like, there we go again. Who? Nobody listens to the message. Nobody gets the message. 
You see, if you really want to get a message across and see a revolution of goodness and justice, then you've got to listen. We have to listen to each other and learn to work together to shut up and listen for once. And I'm going to say something, and I'm saying this because I live in the epicenter of these protests and riots in Portland, Oregon. And the two sides that I see are the guiltiest in all this is the Proud Boys and Antifa. The Proud Boys are the ultra-conservative rioters, and the Antifa is the ultra-liberal rioters. Both of them are thugs. That's all there is to it. Proud Boys are thugs. Antifa are thugs. And they do not deserve the media attention. They are uh, anti-justice. They claim to be working for justice, but they're actually anti-justice. When Antifa marches into Waterfront Park in downtown Portland and shuts down a church worship service, there was a church who was having an open-door worship service at Waterfront Park in Portland, which was a legal activity, and Antifa comes and they abuse and create physical injury to parents and to children. They physically injured babies to shut down the church service. They're thugs. They're anti-justice. You see... And this and Proud Boys and Antifa, who are the two leading groups, and there's other groups involved as well, they are the opposite, the diabolical opposite of how you create a just society. I do not create justice by harming my brother because that in itself is an injustice. I do not create a just society by yelling at my brother and shutting him down, but rather by listening to him. Yelling and shutting down my brother is itself an injustice. You do not create justice with an injustice. Okay? And so I just want to to to, to encourage you. What, what can I encourage you to do? I can encourage you to speak up. Don't just speak up with people who agree with you and complain about Antifa and Proud Boys or riots or protests. Rather, confront them. The pastor of that church, by the way, has been confronting these rioters to their face, Antifa to their face. And I'm proud of him for being brave enough to do that. Confront them, not in a violent way, but with peace. Like Gandhi confronted the British in India. You should study his story. It's quite amazing. He brought down the British through peace, peaceful resistance, speaking out by shutting off the media outlets that promote these groups, CNN, MSNBC, and different ones, they promote Antifa by voting politicians out of office who promote these groups, you see, So we have to get serious. We have to say, no, we want a just society. We want a society where everyone's opinion matters, a society where everyone is listened to and everyone is respected and their dignity as a human is realized. I know you want that as well. 
write me. Let me know your opinion. What do you think about these news items? What are some news items you'd like to see covered? You can email me, sjcommonsense at gmail.com. Hey, thank you for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. And like those Kenyan women, feel free to just step up and just show up and create a just society right where you are. Have a blessed day. You've been listening to Common Sense on Social Justice with your host, Michael Davis. A common sense and fresh perspective to creating justice where you are. Share your comments and questions with Michael by emailing sjcommonsense at gmail.com. That's sjcommonsense at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through matradayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.